there's some nasty stuff. In there's here. there's cream. There's wet. There's there's other stuff. Your son just walked through. He the did. Room. <laughs> You're listening to Indiana Jones in character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones, backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now. Here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome to Indiana Jones in Character. <laughs> Today's character is Morhan. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I was waiting to hear you say that. I was waiting for you to screw it up. How do you say it, Morhan? Well, if you want to say Marhan, say Marhan. I'm saying Morhan. I don't I'm saying Marhan. But there's no in there. <laughs> How do you spell that? Excuse me. Marhan. Oh, that's pretty good. You like that? I like that. Well, at the end of the last episode, we didn't really know what his name was. We annoyed. We said the old guy. Well, there's a reason for that. Like every episode we've done so far, his name is not Marhan in the movie. It's He's credited in the credits as Shaman, which is what we called him at the end of the last Shaman episode. Shaman like a ding dong? No. <laughs> no? First name Shaman? Last name Ding dong. Like Michael Jackson, Shaman, Shaman. <laughs> no, we he he's not listed as Marhan. This is like, this is like Star Wars. They come up with these names after the fact. In the Lego game, he's listed as Village Elder. I like that a lot. You like that better? I do. My son and I play this game. It's a really cool game. It's called uh, Top Trumps. You showed me when I was over, and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like war, but it's like a sophisticated war. They all have, I guess it's kind of like the Pokemon crap. Only only a lot better than that shit. Yeah, there's Star Wars, they got Harry Potter, they got Lord of the Rings, and they have Indiana Jones. And they each have like strengths and weaknesses. And like his strength is his faith and wisdom. He's like one of the highest. But he's listed on that card as Marhan. I thought his, his strength was his arms and his legs. <laughs> In fact, his combat is very low on that. <laughs> Do you think? Well, wait till you, we get into this story. All right, okay. That's that's what we're here. Oh, wait. I'm Chris. Oh, and I'm Dave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Before we even start talking about him, we should probably say a few words about the indie cast. Chris, what did you do? I there's this there's this um there's a podcast called the the indie cast. It's um it's Ed Dalster, I think his name is. Let me get this up here for a little bit. And he, they, there's a, it's a podcast every week, every two weeks, whatever. They have Indiana Jones news, which sometimes nowadays it's hard to like to like find because you know Indy Five. I think I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, or or later, or or ever. So they just concentrate on news. Well, anything like toys, you know. Sometimes they go to, to conventions and all. His name's yeah, Ed Dallista, and he runs the IndyCast. And I contacted him to see if he could, he would mention us, and he was going to mention us on the eighteenth. Is that Monday's date? Yes. Yes, on the eighteenth on IndyCast's eighteenth of February's uh, podcast. As a matter of fact, so we're going to do them a little favor. We're going to play something to advertise them, even though they don't need advertisements because you know they're bigger than we are. Yeah, they probably have you know several. Hundred or maybe even thousand listeners, and we're just kind of getting started here. But you know, it's it's the right thing to do, and it's a nice thing to do. And there aren't that many Indiana Jones podcasts. No, no, there's not. No, there's, I mean, they're 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 probably the only one out there that that's going strong every, like every week. We're good. So we'll we'll make this into like a uh, 
a brotherhood here. Yes, and they're going to mention us, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what he says about us, and you know, and and whatnot. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I am. As soon as that's out on Monday, I'm going to download that sucker. You were going to say you were. Gonna I was going to say fucker, but yeah, but. <laughs> But said sucker. All right. Well, let me hear because I I do not listen to the indie cast and I I must start. But let me hear what I'm in for on the indie cast. Here you go. Tune in each fortnight to the indie cast, the world's number one Indiana Jones fan podcast. Trust me. Featuring the latest news, reviews, and interviews with on-screen and behind-the-scenes talent who help bring to life the greatest adventure movie series ever made. Each episode has the latest from the world of Indiana Jones, as well as interactive segments, trivia, contests, and specials, including radio dramas and music retrospectives. The IndyCast. It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. Available in iTunes or listen directly at theindycast.com. If adventure has a name, it must be the IndyCast. All right. As you can tell, they are a lot more professional than, than we are. <laughs> yeah, you've said the F word like six times already. I have, haven't I? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, that sounds good. And... and they're English, or at least the one guy is, so they're already sound... I don't know if he's Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's, he's Australian. He already sounds better than we do. Oh, yes. He, I mean, it's, it's an interesting show. It, it's, a shame there's, it's a shame there's no new, like, Indiana Jones movies or TV shows, cartoons, like, news. That they, but they always find shit to talk about. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, well, you've listened to it for years. You've, I have. You've told me about it for a long time, so uh, congratulations to them on their longevity, and, and thanks for being nice guys, and... Glad to be associated with them. Thank you, Ed. All right, are you ready for some hot Marhan action? Yes, because it's it's hot in India. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, Marhan is the shaman <laughs> or spiritual leader <laughs> of a fictitious Indian village, the Mayapur Mayapuri village. How do you know it's fictitious? Because I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I would have had no, no idea. I just thought, yeah, I believe it. Mayapuri is how I'm saying this. You're, you're, you're a Puri or Mayapuri? Yeah, Maya Angelou. No. <laughs> so, because a lot of these things, it's interesting on Star Wars in character. We don't have to worry about whether things are real or not. Oh, good point. I, yes. I did a lot of freaking research just for this show alone, this episode. I was looking up. Gods, you know, they talk about Shiva all the time. This is a this is a true Indian god in in Hinduism, the Shiva the destroyer. I was looking up languages. Oh my god. I mean, this is like this is like real stuff now all of a sudden instead of a galaxy far far away. And it kind of pisses me off. <laughs> in fact, I was going to ask you, this is not your trivia question. Yeah, it's true, gonna, false. We're not going to flash forward to the trivia uh, segment, but I was going to ask you, and oh I couldn't just—I couldn't decide on the answer. How many different languages Indiana Jones speaks in Temple of Doom? Oh my god! I have no idea. And one of the reasons that that is not your question—you know this, or do you know the answer? Well, he speaks—he speaks Chinese or Mandarin to Lao She at the beginning. Yes. He also speaks it to Shorty when they're playing cards. Remember, and he's cheating. Yeah, the card. Yeah. He starts. He starts to talk to him. Whatever there's a saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's what he said. Probably not. <laughs> um, he obviously speaks English, and then he 
is able translates him. When he he's... translates and is able to speak in. And I looked. This is what this is my main problem. I looked it up. There are so many different Hindi languages of people who who are Hind, you know who who study Hinduism. I looked. There's like so many different ones. So I don't know which dialect he's speaking there. So that's why I scrapped the whole idea. I have that scene actually. Well, let's hear it. Was the stone very smooth, like a rock from a sacred river? Yes. With three lines across it, representing the three levels of the That's universe. That's right. Yes. I've seen stones like the one you lost, but why would Maharaja take the sacred stone from here? He says we must pray to their evil god. He says we will not. Excuse me, I don't understand how one rock could destroy a whole village. I'm saying when the sacred stone was taken, the village wells dried up. The river turned to sand. They do right now. Crops were swallowed by the earth. The animals died down and turned to dust. Then one night there was a fire in the fields. They went out to fight the fire. When they came back, the women were crying in the darkness. There's a point of that where he's Indy's talking. Is he ahead of what he's saying or is he in front of what he's saying? Because he just starts going on. He, the guy's just, and he's just, just, just talking. Right. And I got back Well, there's two people in the background talking. There's Marhan and then there's another guy who maybe we'll do an episode on at one point. He's got like a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also relating the story. But Marhan, if if you're not exactly sure, is the guy the first guy that you see standing by the river after the whole no more parachutes and the raft and the river and the rapids and He's the one that's standing there. That's Marhan. He's like a peeping Tom. A peeping Tom? Yeah, he's like watching them. You know, they're all wet in their raft. Well, she, her arch is backed over. Her breasts, you know, up a little bit. Heaving. Heaving's a good word. <laughs> and he's just like on the edge of the of the river. Well, you know why he's there? Peeing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. He knows they're coming. He knows. He does. I remember that. Yes. That Indy was sent... Yes. By Shiva. Shiva. Yeah, what do you think of that? I, I think he's an idiot. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Well, listen to this. He's he got, waited there by the river just, just to see the, the plane and, and the raft? I don't know how long he was waiting there. He was, he was peeing, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, well, there's quite a backstory, actually, on Marhan. I was kind of surprised because these so far have been kind of hit or miss. Right. But this is all stuff that we never see. He's the spiritual leader of this village and he's devoted to Shiva and the thuggy cult who worship the god Kali and their leader, the high priest Molaram, who we will certainly do an episode on at some point. Oh, yes. They come to the village and everybody was convinced, including Indy later when they go to the palace to Pankot Palace that the British had destroyed this cult but Marhan always knew that wasn't the case. He knew that they were going to come back in full force. He's a smart man. He's a smart man. He certainly is. He is. He's a shaman. <laughs> shaman. 
So at some point in the 1930s, I don't specify when, a band of the thuggy cult led by Mola Ram attacked the village. So Mola Ram, at some point, we never see any of this, is in that village. Yes. And he's there to take the Shankara stone. And their Shankara stone they refer to as Shiva Linga. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you played this stuff about the stone. They look like to me they always look like tiny little perfect loaves of bread. <laughs> <laughs> with 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 little butter on top of it. <laughs> Dripped on top of it. That's Every, butter? Yes. They look so tasty. Yes, they do. I mean there's there's sev- there's several in the movie later, but the village only has one. They that's that's theirs. This is my, okay. So the other ones that you see later on, I guess you can assume they were stolen from other villages by Mularam and the Thuggy Cult. Okay. So there's five in total, but they only have one. So Mularam comes to the village, and Mularam and Marhan throw down. That w- that could never happen. Why? Because Mularam is a big ass dude. Tall, bald, bald, and redheaded a little bit, redhead shaved. That was paint. H- horns. Yeah. He's a big. He's a big fucker. Yeah. And this this Mahan. No, he's so delicate and gentle. Have you seen him? I've seen him. He has Shiva on his side. <laughs> what are you laughing? Every at? time we say Shiva, I think of sheep. I don't know why. <laughs> Shiva. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mar, you know, Molaram wants the stone. No, we're not going to give you the stone. They put up a fight. Molaram goes to do the heart thing. Oh, yes. On Marhan. Right. Goes to rip the heart out. And Marhan pulls some kind of, they call it in here an incantation. I mean, we're getting into Harry Potter here. What is that? Oh, boy. You know, he does some spell. And he gets this, like, heat blast. And boom. Sends Molaram flying through the air. What are you talking air. about? He, what, he, he fucking farted? No. Incantation. He prays to Shiva and all of a sudden... Like, like, like a, a Mortal Kombat move or something. Yeah, like Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. And Molaram flying through the air and the thuggy leave, but they take the stone. And, and all the kids, I guess. Well, that happens later. Okay. They take the stone, and Molaram laughs his bald ass out of the village. <laughs> yes. But he was really just beat down by a skinny Indian man. Oh, my. That has to be. Was that filmed? No. That would have been awesome to see that film. This is all stuff we never see, but this is his backstory. I think a lot of the backstory comes from the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom novel, and as a lot of this stuff is going to come from the comics. Okay. But in this fight, he fe- he defeats Molaram. Oh, that's I never knew that. I never I thought he was just an old man with a robe covering his balls, you know, just walking around. <laughs> you think he's going commando under that robe? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> I'm doing it now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, all the while, I mean, they they steal the stone, and and as soon as the stone is gone from the village, bad things start to happen. I mean, the effects of the stone take its toll on the village little by little. And it's the kind of stuff that Indy was talking about. The thuggy cult continues to come back to the village. They're coming back mainly to get new recruits. They think that now that the stone's gone and the village is dying, they are going to convert these people from Shiva to Kali. Okay, and they get drink that blood, I guess, too, first? or Well, I guess that'll happen eventually. Okay. 
but they're trying to get people to come with them. All the while, the village is dying. Um, it's the stuff that you played in the clip. The the well dries up. The crops die. The fields become bare, like, overnight. Like, supernaturally overnight. Like, it's not just like, oh, they're dying. Like, they're just dead. And then the livestock start to, to die. So the, the village, when you see it in the film... It looks like a, like a big, like... Dust, deserted dust ball. Everything's rotted and dead. Oh, yeah. It looks awful. Yeah. And that's even why at the end, even before Indy brings the stone back and they show the village before he returns to the village, the village looks better because it's out of the hands of Molaram and the Kali. And Marhan even says something to Indy about that. Like he says, as, as, as they knew that he had succeeded because the village started to come back to life. They're starting to grow plants and the livestock are coming back and, and things are looking better already, even before the stone returns. I never, you know what's weird? I never even thought of that. Like, I, yeah, I guess it should have, when the stone came back and put into the nostril or the eyeball, whatever it was, mouth. <laughs> I thought that's when everything should, should come back again. I didn't even think that it was like it happened when he was still on the on the ladder on the bridge. Right. Huh. As soon as this, as soon as the stone was out of there and they were on their way back, the village started to to come back to life. Cool. So, basically, what happens then? You talk about the children, and this is like a month they think after the stone was first stolen, a fire breaks out in the fields. It probably spreading very rapidly because the fields are dead. They're dead and they're dry, right. and now there's a fire. And all of the men from the Mayapuri village are going to fight the fire, and when they return, the children are gone. So, I mean, it kind of makes it sound like maybe the thuggies set the fire. I don't know. Guaranteed, yeah. That's that's what I always thought. They they did that, and all the men, you know, went over there in their in their towels and their balls. <laughs> <laughs> then they took. But there's a lot of kids, though. I mean, unless all the kids and all all the kids from that one village, because there's a shitload of kids. That's a good question. I don't think so because at the end, when they do come back, there is a lot of kids. But when they're down in those mines working, right? There's tons and tons more kids. I assume they're the kids from all the surrounding villages. Like, Why I, do they all run to to follow Indy then at the end? Like, do they all go off in their own little villages? I don't know. Why not? Would you? <laughs> They're probably still out there wandering around. <laughs> <They're> still lost, <laughs> mom. <laughs> I assume. I mean, you don't ever see him taking the kids around to the different villages, but I would hope someone would. Have take you them. seen this boy? <laughs> they didn't have milk cartons in India. <laughs> they didn't have milk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so the children are gone. Okay. And. From that point on, it's basically what you see in the in the film. Although they do say that there's another time that a Kali or a thuggy cult member comes to try and get more um, more recruits, and he kind of makes a, an allusion to the to the village and to Marhan that uh, you know maybe you come with us, maybe you get your kids back, you know. And Marhan is so upset at this. He kills the guy. Does he really? How? With his Street Fighter double dragon move? Yeah, you don't mess with the Marhan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that starring Adam Sandler or no? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it stars... What's his name? Yeah, well, yeah. what's his actor's name? Dr. Nana Yakara. That is my car. <laughs> Dude, where's my Nana Yakara? <laughs> Dr. Nana Yakara. So... 
Great actor. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm reading this. I've read this several times, and I did this, I did this research. He, The way they say it, and this is why I assume he kills the guy, he sends the man to meet, and this is quotes, the goddess in hell. Does that sound like... I'm, I'm turned on and then turned off immediately. Why? It's a goddess, yeah. but it's in hell. Okay. Well, do, do you take that the way I take it? That he's killing the guy? He's sending him to hell. I guess so. Yeah, I guess it's one way of looking at it. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't kill the guy. That's what I'm taking out of it. Because I did not read every single Indiana Jones comic. Right. So maybe I'm wrong. But but the thing that makes me also think about that is because it, it reminds me of the end when Indy's on the bridge with the sword. Like, prepare to meet Kali in hell. Prepare to meet the goddess, I think you said, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, maybe someone that's listening knows more about this than we do. I'm sure they do, because we're not quite sure, I guess. It sounds to me like it kills a guy. He beats Molaram in fisticuffs. He's like he, he's like he's like Yoda. He moves so slow, he walks so still, he's he's fragile, old, but when shit comes down, man, watch the fuck out. <laughs> I was kind of thinking that too. Because do, you, do you think he like does like flips and somersaults like you? Because sound like Grover. We <laughs> same thing. Because we were talking about that like with the uh, tote. He was the Boba Fett of of Indiana oh. Jones. Like I kind of thought that too. Like is Marhan the Yoda of of Indiana Jones? He might be, because if you look at him long enough, you see Yoda a little bit in the eyes and the nose and the hairs, like his ears just just down. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, a dog. It's humid out there. It is. And then from that point on is what we already kind of alluded to. He has a vision. He has a dream that someone is going to come to save them and get them out of this predicament, and that person is Indiana Jones floating down the Yamuna River with Willie and Short Round. I have, I, and here's, do you want to hear the scene where they, where they first meet? I would love to. The way to Delhi, <laughs> you will stop at Bangkok. Bangkok is not on the way to Delhi. You will go to Bangkok Palace. I thought the palace had been deserted since... Uh, oh, now there is a new Maharaja. And again, the palace has the power of the dark light. It is that place. Kill my people. What has happened here? The evil start in Bangkok, then like monsoon. It moves darkness over all country. Over all country. The evil. What evil? They came from palace and took Sivalinga <laughs> from our village to what? It's a stone, a sacred stone from a shrine that protects the village. It is why Shiva brought you here. <laughs> <laughs> What is so goddamn funny? He's happy. <laughs> Shiva sent them a savior. <laughs> you sound like the seven up guy. 
What do you think about this guy, Marhan? When I I remember when we saw this, this came out in '84, so we were eleven. I guess around eleven. Right? I, I didn't see it when it came out in theaters. Oh, we should tell our story where we saw it at. That's right. We saw it in school. We did. Go ahead. I I every like the end of the year, every time the end of the school year happens, they would show a movie, and that year's movie for us was Temple of Doom. Yeah, and it was like on the big screen, like they they got the thirty five millimeter print and yeah. showed it like on a reel to reel projector on a huge screen, and we watched that. We watched Harry and the Hendersons. Yes, and we wa- we watched Grease one year, which is a totally inappropriate well, movie. Yes, there's yeah. so much stuff in Grease. That that, that, that that dialogue during the, those songs are really. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some nasty stuff. In there's Greece. there's cream. There's wet. There's there's. Other stuff? Your son just walked through he the did. room. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we saw that we saw that in school. Yeah. And it, it wasn't this like isn't this the rumor? Like wasn't this the f- one of the first like PG thirteen movies? Like this started it? Well, it wasn't PG thirteen, but the most people give this movie and its subject matter and its graphic nature the reason that the PG thirteen rating came about. The first PG thirteen movie, Red Dawn. It's I've always seen this. There's always fights between Red There's Dawn a, and Temple of Doom. <laughs> now, Temple of Doom's PG. Temple of Doom was never rated PG thirteen okay. because it, the, it it's given credit for establishing the rating because this was like you know parents are taking their kids to this and there's hearts being ripped out and eyeball soup and you know they're like we can't be taking small and children to this Indians balls. <laughs> That's right. So. I've seen I've seen the debate actually as the first PG thirteen movie between Red Dawn and the Flamingo Kid. Who's that? Richard Gere or no? Isn't that Matt Dillon? Yes. Right. So, so I think most people say Red Dawn, but I, I I've seen several in other several places that people are like, no, it was actually the Flamingo Kid, or maybe they came out the same weekend or something like that. Right. So whatever started earlier in the day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this guy. I remember seeing it because I remember watching it. Like most of the kids in school were goofing around. I was sitting there watching the sucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it was the first time I saw it. And this guy, to me, is pushy. Like, he, and I didn't like him because here comes in. He just had this harrowing experience. And then this guy's like saying, no, you're going to do this. You're going to go get us our stone back. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he was a little bit creepy for, you know, 11 years old. He looked just like he looked just weird, and it just it was like scary, right? Well, and Indy respects him right away. He does that? He na- does namaste hand folding thing that people do. Uh, he understands their culture. He understands you know the fact that they're eating, and and Willie doesn't want to eat the food. That was disgusting. Well, but and he's saying like you have to eat it yeah. because this is more than they'll eat in a week. But there was flies on it, Dave. There were. She shooed them off before she ate it. Uh, yeah, but the flies came on, shat on it, and then left. <laughs> they sharded on it? Yes. <laughs> I don't like the fact, and I think we're going to bump into this a lot, I don't like the fact that he speaks English. I don't know. Like, he just starts speaking English to Indiana Jones. Like, I like, I don't know how you feel about this. I like subtitles in movies. Yeah. Like, if this man should not be speaking English this well. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, you don't know. Like, maybe he went to... You know, to an American college or something, and he knows all about it. But I would, I would love it if if everything he says is subtitled. I don't think he should be speaking English because Indy Indy understands him, right? Yeah, and there's also there's also the, that the other guys there too, 
tell Andy what he's saying in English. That's true. Yeah, so yeah, he, he shouldn't have said anything. Well, there's other stuff about Marhan that you never see, and the one that Chris really saw and was kind of like before, even before we started recording, was like, "Did you see this?" It says that at some point later that year, Marhan bumps into Chewbacca. <laughs> Bumps into Belloc. Yes. And tells Belloc the whole story of what Indy did for the tribe. And this is supposedly, is this before Raiders? This is before Raiders. All right, so that's, he tells him the whole story. Do you like that or you don't like that? Well, it's not that, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as, as, you know, the Star Wars universe, the fucking galaxy. That's, and, that's, and everyone meets. Yeah, it's the size of a pinhead. Yeah, right. I mean, this isn't that unbelievable, but I read that and I went, oh boy. Yeah, it is planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And they travel in the same circles. I'm almost wondering in this story, and I couldn't find really too much about it at all other than the fact that they met and that Marhan told him the story. I wonder if, like, Belloc was there, like, poaching after Indy like he does in Raiders. Like, you know, there's nothing that you can possess that I cannot take away. Like, I wonder if he was there snooping around never the stone. Never thought of that, like, yeah. Like, maybe he was there to snoop and, and take the stone. I don't know. Because he was, that just seemed like, it seemed like Belloc, his talent was following Indy. What's weird is I, I just got the um, Blu-rays on um, for um, Valentine's Day. Oh. Oh, come here. And <laughs> there's a there's a scene where Belloc is wearing a kid's outfit and he's walking around on his knees. <laughs> he's like he's like undercover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really him? That was him. Really? Uh, yeah. Belloc, it said. It said child <laughs> Belloc. <laughs> I didn't know that. You never know what you're going to find on the Blu-ray. I'm telling you. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> if she ever listens to this, which she won't. No, she don't, it bothers me. It bothers you? It does. I think that the I never really thought about this too much until we started doing this. But I think that this whole story, like I, you just kind of think you watch it as a as an 11 or 12 year old or whatever and it's it's just another adventure. But to me this is a big step for Indy. Like maybe you're supposed to believe that before this movie, he was a little more selfish than he is at the end of the movie. Cuz if you think about it, like think about the way he is at the start of the movie, like he he at that point is like very James Bondish uh, treasure seeker, and he's he's there to trade a sacred object for a diamond. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Like he's more of like a treasure hunter, and 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 you get that vibe from him, and maybe this event makes him selfish. Like he starts the movie even when he finds out about the stones, he starts talking his fortune and glory kid kid so like <laughs> this is a big character arc for him it's the movie starts with him being concerned with fortune and glory and it ends with him giving back a stone to a village for nothing i there's there's parts of that movie that i think he's intrigued of what the stones do and their power yeah you know what i mean like he wanted to find out what this really does and, and if it was really for real I never really thought about like what a big deal this is. It's, it's not just an adventure, and uh, as the more I think about it, it's a qu- it's a quest. Like he's yeah. on a mission from God. <laughs> just it's just Shiva. Yeah. Like he's like like the things that happen to him in this movie would certainly 
changed someone's life. Like he's possessed. He's he almost has his heart ripped out. Like it's yeah. it, it's a very honorable quest. And it seems like the children being involved are a part of why he goes. Like especially when that one kid comes. Oh yeah, he's a, he weighs like ten pounds. Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah. That kid looks like he's like he's actually near death. I think that was just uh, the camera was there filming the kid by accident. <laughs> really? I think he was actually a person there living. He was he was thin them. Yeah, it was it was sad. I know it's weird too. It's since he has short round with them. I almost feel like he just he, like the whole the whole kid issue like touched his heart a little bit too. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like maybe he sees that kid come in and he can he can picture short round being one of those kids. Right. But the kids, at first, the kids are not what sends him on this adventure. Like, that kid hands him that piece of cloth that has, like, some kind of Indian painting on it or something like that. And that gets him excited. Like, the reason that he goes is because of the stones. Right. So, I think he's a total superhero in this movie. Like, this is Superman pushing the bus back on the bridge... (laughs) During the earthquake, he this is a selfless mission for the common good. Like he's helping the helpless, and he does it for no reward. Like this is a big deal. I think it's. I mean, maybe I'm reading way too much into this. But, Could be, <laughs> but this to me is like a defining moment in his life, and it's captured in this movie. It's the it's the total Han Solo story arc. You go from no reward is worth this to you're all clear, kid. Yeah, like it's total Han Solo. He's a prick, and then he's a hero. I'm not saying Indy was a prick, but right? But you know, it was all about him for a while. But then now it's yeah, like it's all pro for bono. The children, work. the children. Like even at the end, he's in, he's invoking the power of the stones when they're on the bridge. Yeah, like you betrayed Shiva, and the stones are coming out. Like this is isn't treasure seeking, like like the you know this belongs in a museum bullshit. Like right. he means that shit he's saying. Like he's like taking up I their think, cause. I think Dave is like tearing up here a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie does become more dark just because the kids are involved. Like even though in the other movies you're fighting Nazis, as soon as you have kids being mistreated by like a sacrificial cult, like, oh, they're, they're being whipped and abused. Yeah, 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 you're in like a whole nother level. Yeah. But it, I really, I guess, enjoyed thinking about it this way because it goes from being stuff that we love to like I, I almost like appreciate it on another level. You know why? Why? Indians balls. <laughs> that's all it that's, is. That's all it takes. <laughs> Indiana balls. Indi- no, the Indians balls. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Indians balls do to you. That big rock that's chasing them in Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mahan's left testicle. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Feel the veins in there? <laughs> the other thing that was interesting is that uh, as far as a behind the scenes kind of idea, the, they wanted to actually have him do the whole falling out of the plane in the in the raft thing in Raiders. Like, I don't know why this what, was so important to them. What like what scene? Like, where they just at? said he was going to bail out of a plane at some point in a raft go through a village and go past a shaman just like he does in Temple of Doom. Hello. And just kind of like wave as he went by and the guy was just going to look at him like, Goo? you know. <laughs> You're teeny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they cut it out. Like this was in Lawrence Kasdan's original draft for Years of the Lost Ark, this scene of, of the of the bailout. They must have just loved like 
ranting or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We got to get a rant in there somewhere. I don't know why it was so important to them, but that was in the Lawrence Kasdan original script. So they got it in here for this. It must have been really exciting. Most people think it's kind of stupid. I mean, don't you think it's kind of dumb? You no, know it's weird. I just got the Blu-rays, yeah. the DVD, right? And then Raiders, there's an uncut scene when he when he's under the Jeep, he's on a raft. <laughs> we got to get a raft in here. <laughs> Rafting's gonna be huge. <laughs> Meryl Streep's gonna make a movie with Kevin Bacon. That was a good movie. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. The River Wild, right? Yeah, David Strathairn hanging on the side of the rock. Can't see me. <laughs> what an awful movie. Oh my god, that's Kevin Bacon, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that, there's no arguing with that. The following. Yeah. All right. Well, as far as Marhan goes. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to the Marhan that doesn't involve his balls? Uh, no, no. No, I do not. <laughs> you had plenty to say. I had plenty to say about his balls, but now I don't. Did you notice when they, when he first gets there and they're, they're by the river and then he's leading him back to the village? There's like three separate shots of him leading him. Yeah. I was laughing hysterically because in the one, he's standing there and he just points yes yeah and, and they're like oh this way <laughs> this way yeah and then there's another one where he's up ahead of him and he's going and, come and, on and, come on and, and he's waiting for willie in short round and then he goes come on right and he, yeah it was hilarious to see him direct him to the village you know what's weird yes i just got the um blu-rays <laughs> yeah right there's a scene at temple of doom of mahan with indy on his back piggybacking <laughs> doing flips <laughs> there is blu-ray man get it I was thinking, you know, like as you're saying that, I was thinking about that. Like you're saying he's like the Yoda. This reminds me of like Yoda taking Luke back to oh, his come, 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 come <laughs> to his stupid stump. There's there's a scene on the Blu-rays. Yeah, right when they're eating, that he comes over with a cane and st- starts hitting them, <laughs> hitting <the> short round. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh yes. All right. Well, I think we're done with Marhan. Okay, this was good. There's more information for this guy than I thought. Seriously. Yeah, I thought this was. I thought this was going to be like you know someone interesting, but short. He's got a pretty pretty long backstory, and that isn't true for a lot of stuff in indie. So nice choice. This was your choice, right? It was. I I, I said, old guy. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) All right. Well, with Marhan behind us, we are ready for our trivia segment, which is entitled. Fortune and glory. I won't do it, kid. (laughs) You (laughs) bastard. All right. So the scores are like this. Chris is kicking my butt with seven points to my zero. That's right. And what we've done is we are going to bet points before we hear the question. And these are questions that we're coming up for each other. Now, I've written all my questions based on things that have something to do with what we're talking about. And I will continue to do that. So, Chris... I've, I've changed it up a little bit, too. Well, it's up to you. You do whatever you want. Okay. I'm a big boy. I can handle myself. <laughs> okay. Now, you have seven. I have zero. What would you like to bet? Seven. No. Um. <laughs> zero to five. What would you like to bet? Because this... this I'm going to say... I, I've been going with... Uh, is it about is it any kind of God question? I'm, I'm screwed. Um, I'm going to say two on this one. Only two points. Only two points, please. Okay. Now, if you were listening... I see. I'm never listening. <laughs> this I'm <is> always... here. 
but I'm not listening. I'm not listening. It's like school. <sighs> Good. I think I've started every question with, if you were listening. I know, and that fucks me up. <laughs> the if, if it was about his ball, I would know it. Well, yeah, I, I'm not going to ask you about that. Okay. <laughs> the Shankara stones themselves. Oh, we talked shit. about how they look like tiny, perfect little loaves of bread. With you butter on it. find them in the Entman's aisle. Yes. The butter that you're talking about. Yeah. Are three lines across. Uh, don't tell me what they mean. This is mentioned. You played this. We, in fact, we listened to this quote twice before the show. And then I just erased it. Just I, can't, I can't play it. No. You, now, the three lines yes. represent the three levels of oh, forget it. blank. Now, I'm going to do this for you. Go ahead. Multiple choice. If you can get it with the multiple choice, I have multiple choice ready. You will get your two points. If you can get it without the multiple choice, I'm going to double... I'm going to double your points. I'm I'll take g- two points. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish. No, because... No. You have no guess. No. So you're taking the multiple choice. Yeah. Okay. Here are your choices. The okay. three lines on the Shankara stones represent the three levels of A, Hinduism, B, Enlightenment, or C, the Universe. B. You're going with B? Yeah. The other two doesn't ring a bell. I'm saying B. B, Enlightenment. Yes. You shouldn't have erased your clip because he clearly says the lines represent the three universe. levels of the universe. Fuck. Minus two. Oh, that's why I only bet two. That's the first one you've gotten wrong. It is. Yes. The three lines represent the three levels of of the universe. Damn it. So you're down to five. Oh, well. Okay. All right. I'm betting zero to five. You could could bet five. We could tie. You could tie this. This is the opening I've been waiting for. (laughs) I got my last two questions right. I have no... I mean, you can't even have any clue what you're going to ask me. I know. And I always feel bad after after I hear your question and I look at mine. I'm like, this isn't fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's a crapshoot. I've been lucky with three. I got my last. I got. I had like a six-point swing. I'm gonna stick with three and, and cut this. Hopefully, to a two-point game. I'm betting three. All right. Here's here's the thing. You 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 literally you would only know this if you if you read the trivia on IMDb. I did not. Unless you really just just know this shit. No. The only thing I looked up for IMDb was uh, I did look up. Dr. Nana Yakara's uh, filmography, just to see if he had been in anything else. Okay. Is that what this is about? No, it's not actually. Okay, he's been. He's he was, I guess, pretty big in Indian cinema for a while. The only American thing, and it was the last thing that he did, and it wasn't. It was like a while ago. It was like nineteen ninety two. It was some Rucker Hauer thing that I that Blind Justice or no? I may I, maybe. No, I, I, I saw that one. It might have been that. Well, I have to go back. It was a Rucker Hauer movie, and I was just like, you know, I wasn't interested. So. Okay. Well, um, I, get, I get okay. Ready? This is you know, three points. Three points. Okay, I'm ready. Well, as you know, the actor who's what Dior Nana Yakara. Nana Yakara. Yes. Okay. He was cast as 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 the Indian village Shamananga Ding Dong. He didn't speak a word of English. Oh, really? At all? I did not know that. He did, he delivered his lines though by mimicking who or what. Like who was off camera 
doing something and he was just mimicking. And every pause you see in the movie is him just listening to the next line like, and mimicking who was giving him the lines. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Who was giving him the lines during that scene? This is good. I'm glad. I mean, whether I get it right or not, I'm glad you brought this up. It's a cool It's a cool part of every, his uh, backstory here. Every pause in the dialogue was not for a dramatic effect, but rather waiting for his next line. Okay. So he really didn't speak English. Not he a was, word. He was repeating things that he had no idea. Who was did. off camera to decide, I guess, saying the lines, and then Mohan would mimic him. Okay. The obvious choice is Spielberg as the director. <sighs> I can't see Lucas doing this. Because <laughs> there's no director, producer that cared as little about acting. Well, this was a while ago. Then maybe the, back then he was a little bit nicer or, or he cared more back in the day. I don't think he ever cared. <laughs> From the way what you hear about what the people say. There's no way I can be. If, if the answer's Lucas, then this is bullshit. I'm not. There's no way I can say him. Because he wouldn't have cared. I care. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I go, I'm going obvious. I'm going Spielberg. It is now five to three. All right. Spielberg was off to the sides, just reading the lines, and he was mimicking. So it was say this. Yeah. Da, 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 da. He yeah. would say it. Say this next. And then he paused it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I wonder how he. It's I guess when you when you're when you're watching it, he he's he's looking at Indiana, but I guess he's can hear or see maybe behind Indiana was Spielberg. I don't know. That is really cool. In that case, this guy is a fantastic actor because. Did you ever? Well, well, when you were saying that this guy shouldn't speak English, I'm, I'm thinking that's my question, that's my trivia. Please don't say my trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I meant the character. Right. This guy's an, an amazing actor, then, because I never, I never got that idea. Like when he's delivering those lines, he's, he's you you think it's 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 him, and he's pretty passionate about it. Yeah. He just played about how they took our children. Like he's pissed. Yeah. He was just waiting for Spielberg to say the next line. I wonder if Spielberg was acting it that way, and he was like mimicking the acting. I, I can see Spielberg doing that. You know, you've seen him in other stuff, doing that kind of you know, directing. That's that is really cool, and I like this guy even. I like this guy a lot. Is he your favorite so far? Who we done? Out of the four episodes? No, well, it's gonna be hard to beat Tote to start with. Yeah, but true. I I when when this came up, I was like, yeah, well, we'll do it because you know. There's not that many characters when you get down to it. This is right. This is you know, we got to do everybody. So well, I was we're trying like, to, yeah. I mean, like I was like, yeah, this will be okay. And after doing this, I like this guy a lot. I like him a lot more than I ever thought I would. See. All right. Well, thank you. That was five to three. Five. That was yeah. That was that's my my question wasn't wasn't that bad. I guess then that was a great question. All right, well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indiana Jones and Character featuring who did? Marchand. Let's say it right. <laughs> Why? Go. Do it. Marchand. On my eye. Um, <laughs> join us next time we discuss. I'm doing it, Dave. No, don't. Just say the name the way that it's supposed to be. Don't. What do you mean? This is his name. It is not his name. I'm, I'm saying his name, but don't say what it is. What are you, you're going to say the I'm name? I'm going to say the name and stop and end it, and then people will have to. I don't want to be a part of this then. 
Join us next week. We discuss Garth. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the Neozaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in Character episodes and information.